Part Two, Sections Six and Seven of the Song of the Lark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shi Pingling. The Song of the Lark by Willa Cyber Cather. Part Two, Sections Six and Seven. Section Six. One afternoon in April, Theodore Thomas, the conductor of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, had turned out his desk light and was about to leave his office in the auditorium building when Hassani appeared in the doorway. The conductor welcomed him with a hearty hand grip and threw off the overcoat he had just put on. He pushed Hassani into a chair and sat down at his burdened desk pointing to the piles of papers and railway folders upon it. Another tour, clear to the coast. This traveling is the part of my work that grinds me, Andor. You know what it means. Bad food, dirt, noise, exhaustion for the men and for me. I'm not so young as I once was. It's time I quit the highway. This is the last tour, I swear. Then I'm sorry for the highway. I remember when I first heard you in Pittsburgh long ago. It was a lifeline you threw me. It's about one of the people along your highway that I've come to see you. Whom do you consider the best teacher for voice in Chicago? Mr. Thomas frowned and pulled his heavy mustache. Let me see. I suppose on the whole, Madison Bowers is the best. Is intelligent, and he had good training. I don't like him. Hassani nodded. I thought there was no one else. I don't like him either, so I hesitated. But I suppose he must do, for the present. Have you found anything promising? One of your own students? Yes, sir. A young Swedish girl from somewhere in Colorado. She is very talented, and she seems to me to have a remarkable voice high voice i think it will be though her low voice has a beautiful quality very individual she has had no instruction in voice at all and i shrink from handing her over to anybody her own instinct about it has been so good it is one of those voices that manages itself easily without thinning as it goes up good breathing and perfect relaxation but she must have a teacher of course there is a break in the middle voice so that the voice does not all work together and unevenness. Thomas looked up. So, curious. That cleft often happens with the Swedes. Some of their best singers have had it. It always reminds me of the space you so often see between their front teeth. Is she strong physically? Hassani's eye flashed. He lifted his hand before him and clenched it like a horse, like a tree. Every time I give her a lesson, I lose a pound. She goes after what she wants. Intelligent, you say? Musically intelligent? Yes, but no cultivation whatever. She came to me like a fine young savage, a book with nothing written in it. That is why I feel the responsibility of directing her. Hassani paused and crushed his soft gray hat over his knee. He would interest you, Mr. Thomas, he added slowly. She has a quality, very individual. 
Yes, the Scandinavians are apt to have that, too. She can't go to Germany, I suppose. Not now, at any rate. She is poor. Thomas frowned again. I don't think Bowers a really first-rate man. He's too petty to be really first-rate, in his nature, I mean. But I dare say it's the best you can do, if you can give her time enough yourself. Hassani waved his hand. Oh, the time is nothing. She may have all she wants, but I cannot teach her to sing. Might not come amiss if you made a musician of her, however, said Mr. Thomas dryly. I've done my best, but I can only play with a voice, and this is not a voice to be played with. I think she will be a musician, whatever happens. She is not quick, but she is solid, real, not like these others. My wife says that with that girl, one swallow does not make a summer. Mr. Thomas laughed. Tell Mrs. Hassani that her remark conveys something to me. Don't let yourself get too much interested. Voices are so often disappointing, especially women's voices. So much chance about it, so many factors. Perhaps that is why they interest one. All the intelligence and talent in the world can make a singer. The voice is a wild thing. It can be bred in captivity. It is a sport, like the silver fox. It happens. Mr. Thomas smiled into Hassani's gleaming eye. Why haven't you brought her to sing for me? I've been tempted to, but I knew you were driven to death with this tour confronting you. Oh, I can always find time to listen to a girl who has a voice, if she means business. I'm sorry I'm leaving so soon. I could advise you better if I had heard her. I can sometimes give a singer suggestions. I've worked so much with them. You are the only conductor I know who is not snobbish about singers. Asani spoke warmly. Dear me, why should I be? They've learned from me, and I've learned from them. As they rose, Thomas took the younger man affectionately by the arm. Tell me about that wife of yours. Is she well, and as lovely as ever? And such fine children. Come to see me oftener when I get back. I miss it when you don't. The two men left the auditorium building together. Hassani walked home. Even a short talk with Thomas always stimulated him. As he walked, he was recalling an evening they once spent together in Cincinnati. Hassani was the soloist at one of Thomas' concerts there, and after the performance, the conductor had taken him off to a rat's gallery where there was excellent German cooking and where the proprietor saw to it that Thomas had the best wines procurable. Thomas had been working with the great chorus of the Festival Association and was speaking of it with enthusiasm when Hassani asked him how it was that he was able to feel such an interest in choral directing and in voices generally. Thomas seldom spoke of his youth or his early struggles, but that night he turned back the pages and told Hassani a long story. He said he had spent the summer of his fifteenth year wandering about alone in the south, giving violin concerts in little towns. He traveled on horseback. When he came into a town, he went about all day tacking up posters announcing his concert in the evening. 
before the concert he stood at the door taking in the admission money until his audience had arrived and then he went on the platform and played it was a lazy hand-to-mouth existence and thomas said he must have got to like that easy way of living and the relaxing sudden atmosphere at any rate when he got back to new york in the fall he was rather torpid perhaps he had been growing too fast from this adolescent drowsiness the lad was awakened by two voices by two women who sang in new york in eighteen fifty one jenny lind and harrietta sontag they were the first great artists he had ever heard and he never forgot his debt to them as he said it was not voice and execution alone there was a greatness about them they were great women great artists they opened a new world to me night after night he went to hear them striving to reproduce the quality of their tone upon his violin from that time his idea about strings was completely changed and on his violin he tried always for the singing vibrating tone instead of the loud and somewhat harsh tone then prevalent among even the best german violinists in later years he often advised violinists to study singing and singers to study violin he told harsani that he got his first conception of tone quality from jenny lind but of course he added the great thing i got from lind and sontag was the indefinite not the definite thing for an impressionable boy their inspiration was incalculable they gave me my first feeling for the italian style but i could never say how much they gave me at that age such inferences are actually creative i always think of my artistic consciousness as beginning then all his life thomas did his best to repay what he felt he owed to the singer's art no man could get such singing from choruses and no man worked harder to raise the standard of singing in schools and churches and choral societies section seven all through the lesson thea had felt that harsani was restless and abstracted before the hour was over he pushed back his chair and said resolutely, I'm not in the mood, Miss Kronborg. I have something on my mind, and I must talk to you. When do you intend to go home? Thea turned to him in surprise. The first of June, about. Mr. Lawson will not need me after that, and I have not much money ahead. I shall work hard this summer, though. And today is the first of May, May Day. Asani leaned forward his elbows on his knees, his hands locked between them. Yes, I must talk to you about something. I have asked Madison Bowers to let me bring you to him on Thursday at your usual lesson time. He is the best vocal teacher in Chicago, and it is time you began to work seriously with your voice. Thea's brow wrinkled. You mean take lessons of Bowers? Hassani nodded without lifting his head but i can't mr harsani i haven't got the time and besides she blushed and drew her shoulders up stiffly besides i can't afford to pay two teachers thea felt that she had blurted this out in the worst possible way and she turned back to the keyboard to hide her chagrin i know that 
I don't mean that you shall pay two teachers. After you go to Bowers, you will not need me. I need scarcely tell you that I shan't be happy at losing you. Thea turned to him, hurt and angry. But I don't want to go to Bowers. I don't want to leave you. What's the matter? Don't I work hard enough? I'm sure you teach people that don't try half as hard. Hassani rose to his feet. Don't misunderstand me, Miss Kronborg. You interest me more than any pupil I have. I have been thinking for months about what you ought to do since that night when you first sang for me. He walked over to the window, turned, and came toward her again. I believe that your voice is worth all that you can put into it. I have not come to this decision rashly. I have studied you, and I have become more and more convinced against my own desires. I cannot make a singer of you, so it was my business to find a man who could. I have even consulted Theodore Thomas about it. But suppose I don't want to be a singer. I want to study with you. What's the matter? Do you really think I've no talent? Can I be a pianist? Hassani paced up and down the long rug in front of her. My girl, you are very talented. You could be a pianist, a good one. But the early training of a pianist, such a pianist as you would want to be, must be something tremendous. He must have had no other life than music. At your age, he must be the master of his instrument. Nothing can ever take the place of that first training. You know very well that your technique is good, but it is not remarkable. It will never overtake your intelligence. You have a fine power of work, but you are not by nature a student. You are not by nature, I think, a pianist. You will never find yourself. In the effort to do so, I'm afraid your playing will become warped, eccentric. He threw back his head and looked at his pupil intently, with that one eye which sometimes seemed to see deeper than any two eyes, as if its singleness gave it privileges. Oh, I have watched you very carefully, Miss Kronborg. Because you had had so little and had yet done so much for yourself, I had a great wish to help you. I believe that the strongest need of your nature is to find yourself, to emerge as yourself, until i heard you sing i wondered how you were to do this but it has grown clearer to me every day thea looked away toward the window with hard narrow eyes you mean i can be a singer because i haven't brains enough to be a pianist you have brains enough and talent enough but to do what you will want to do it takes more than these it takes vocation now i think you have vocation but for the voice not for the piano if you knew he stopped and sighed if you knew how fortunate i sometimes think you with the voice the way is so much shorter the rewards are more easily won in your voice i think nature herself did for you what it would take you many years to do at the piano perhaps you were not born in the wrong place after all let us talk frankly now we have never done so before and I have respected your reticence. What you want more than anything else in the world is to be an artist. Is that true? She turned her face away from him and looked down at the keyboard. Her answer came in a thickened voice. 
yes i suppose so when did you first feel that you wanted to be an artist i don't know there was always something did you never think that you were going to sing yes how long ago was that always until i came to you it was you who made me want to play piano her voice trembled before i tried to think i did but i was pretending Hassani reached out and caught the hand that was hanging at her side. He pressed it as if to give her something. Can't you see, my dear girl? That was only because I happened to be the first artist you have ever known. If I had been a trombone player, it would have been the same. You would have wanted to play trombone. But all the while, you have been working with such good will, something has been struggling against me. See? Here we were you and i and this instrument he tapped the piano three good friends working so hard but all the while there was something fighting us your gift and the woman you were meant to be when you find your way to that gift and to that woman you will be at peace in the beginning it was an artist that you wanted to be well you may be an artist always thea drew a long breath her hands fell in her lap so i'm just where i began no teacher nothing done no money harsani turned away feel no apprehension about the money miss kronborg come back in the fall and we shall manage that i shall even go to mr thomas if necessary this year will not be lost if you but knew what an advantage this winter's study all your study of the piano will give you over most singers Perhaps things have come out better for you than if we had planned them knowingly. You mean they have, if I can sing. Thea spoke with a heavy irony, so heavy indeed that it was coarse. It grated upon Hassani because he felt that it was not sincere, an awkward affectation. He wheeled toward her. Miss Kronborg, answer me this. You know that you can sing do you not you have always known it while we worked here together you sometimes said to yourself i have something you know nothing about i could surprise you is that also true thea nodded and hung her head why were you not frank with me did i not deserve it she shuddered her bent shoulders trembled i don't know she muttered I didn't mean to be like that. I couldn't. I can't. It's different. You mean it is very personal? He asked kindly. She nodded. Not at church or funerals or with people like Mr. Lawson. But with you it was personal. I'm not like you and Mrs. Hassani. I come of rough people. I'm rough. But I'm independent too. It was all I had. There is no use my talking, Mr. Hassani. I can't tell you. You needn't tell me. I know. Every artist knows. Hassani stood looking at his pupil's back, bent as if she were pushing something at her lowered head. You can sing for those people, because with them you do not commit yourself. But the reality, one cannot uncover that until one is sure. One can fail one's self but one must not live to see that fail. Better never revealed it. 
let me help you to make yourself sure of it that i can do better than bowers thea lifted her face and threw out her hands Asani shook his head and smiled oh promise nothing you will have much to do there will not be voice only but french german italian you will have work enough but sometimes you will need to be understood what you never show to anyone will need companionship and then you must come to me he peered into her face with that searching intimate glance you know what i mean the thing in you that has no business with what is little that would have to do only with beauty and power thea threw out her hands fiercely as if to push him away she made a sound in her throat but it was not articulate Hassani took one of her hands and kissed it lightly upon the back. His salute was one of greeting, not of farewell, and it was for some one he had never seen. When Mrs. Hassani came in at six o'clock, she found her husband sitting listlessly by the window. Tired? she asked. A little. I've just got through a difficulty. I've sent Miss Kronborg away, turned her over to Bowers for voice sent miss kronborg away andor what is the matter with you it's nothing rash i've known for a long while i ought to do it she is made for a singer not a pianist mrs hassani sat down on the piano chair she spoke a little bitterly how can you be sure of that she was at least the best you had I thought you meant to have her play at your student's recital next fall. I'm sure she would have made an impression. I could have dressed her so that she would have been very striking. She had so much individuality. Hassani bent forward, looking at the floor. Yes, I know. I shall miss her, of course. Mrs. Hassani looked at her husband's fine head against the gray window. She had never felt deeper tenderness for him than she did at that moment. Her heart ached for him. You will never get on, Andor, she said mournfully. Hassani sat motionless. No, I shall never get on, he repeated quietly. Suddenly he sprang up with that light movement she knew so well and stood in the window with folded arms. But some day... I shall be able to look her in the face and laugh because I did what I could for her. I believe in her. She will do nothing common. She is uncommon in a common, common world. That is what I get out of it. It means more to me than if she played at my concert and brought me a dozen pupils. All this drudgery will kill me if once in a while I cannot hope something for somebody. If I cannot sometimes see a bird fly and wave my hand to it. His tone was angry and injured. Mrs. Hassani understood that this was one of the times when his wife was a part of the drudgery of the common, common world. He had let something he cared for go, and he felt bitterly about whatever was left. The mood would pass, and he would be sorry. She knew him. It wounded her, of course, but that hurt was not new. It was as old as her love for him. She went out and left him alone. End of Part 2 Sections 6 and 7 Recording by Shi Pingling